what's up, everybody? We are back again. It's been a long time coming. I took a little bit of a break uh, to put together a bunch of content and outline um, for you guys. So this is the fan section. Uh, we are back. I am super excited, super pumped for this to to actually be back officially. For we're kicking off our second season. Why? Because I decided to take a little break in season one on a really, really good note. Um, and the second season is going to be all about just spring ball coming up. So I've got a lot of things to get to, a lot of different segments to hit today. Um, but before we do that, first I want to say this is the Fan Section Podcast brought to you for fans, by fans from across the college landscape, from Section 100 to Section 300. Bleachers down to the suites. We welcome everybody. Thank you guys so much for continuing to follow and listen. Um, thank you guys so much for leaving the, leaving the feedback and the comments and emailing us. Um, we really appreciate it. So, without further ado, like I said, this is going to be, this episode I'm going to just talk about the spring, like, section of it, because college football is going to be on its way back here really quick. We're in the midst of March Madness, which is crazy. I hope you guys didn't bust your brackets as bad as mine, um, but yeah, as far as that goes, Duke, I really hope that we get a Duke and North Carolina rematch at some point, which would be awesome. But, like I said, this episode is going to be all about the spring outlook of a lot of teams. And I'm going to be breaking down the recruiting like season. Uh, a lot of guys are going to be – a lot of high school prospects are going to be recruit – like, you know, com their commitment dates are going to be coming out here pretty quick. I've got one that I'm going to be highlighting as well. Um, look for, like, June, July, August, because a lot of these guys will commit around that time or hard commit around that time, and then they'll look to early enroll – um, as soon as the season, but then also August, September is when the flips start to happen. So a couple months from now, very exciting. Also next month we have the draft. So, and it's literally like, I think it's about a month away. Well, it's like just under a month away because it's March 25th today. So yeah, April 22nd, um, this is last I was told or April 20th, I think is the draft. So as far as that goes, um, very exciting things coming, you know, your way. And I'm doing my best to get, all of the, the stories, the big headlines and everything like that, um, you know, we're going to talk about them for sure. And then I'm going to, you know, move on to some things that I've actually been really excited about talking about. So um, let's just start with recruiting. The first and foremost thing is um, Tennessee gets a its first big, in my opinion, its first big um, college quarterback that commits to him. Um, Lim, I can't really pronounce his name because I always get it wrong. But Lama Lieve picks Tennessee, the former. He's actually the nation's second best quarterback. Um, you could argue that Malachi Wilson would be, um, but obviously they're both behind Arch Manning, who's down to two schools, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But he picks Tennessee over a bunch of schools. Uh, I know that Georgia was actually picking him hard, which makes me really, really believe that Arch Manning, I think, will end up being a, a bulldog by the end of it. But yeah, so Tennessee gets a huge pickup, a much needed like recruiting, um, you know, hype for them, especially having a down year and kind of being destroyed by the portal a year ago, which is really good for them. So um, the top five schools are as follows. Notre Dame with nine commits and one five stars, number one. Texas Tech has 13 commits with four four stars. Arkansas has 10 commits with three four stars. Georgia has seven commits with five four stars. Penn State has eight commits with one five star. So... Basically, like, I mean, obviously, if you're in Arkansas, if you're Penn State, if you're a Texas Tech fan, a lot of things to be excited about. This will change, though. So don't get too excited. Um, it's, you know, it's March, all right? So, and like I said, you know, Texas Tech, you have 13 commits already. 
chances are pretty high you're actually going to probably fall out of the top 10, unfortunately, um, because I just don't believe any of those guys will probably turn to five stars. If they all do, awesome. You have four of them. You know, congratulations. I just don't think that the average um, player, like, um, the average player number will, will climb too high. So I think that's why Texas Tech is going to be kind of out of the top five for sure. And also, don't count out Alabama. I mean, it's it's March. Alabama's not even in the top ten. That's really, really crazy to me. And it further kind of points that I think Nick Saban is kind of on the end of that tenure. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later on as the episodes kind of keep rolling in. I've got a bunch of teams that I'm going to highlight for the spring, like the spring ball practices and stuff like that as well in later episodes to come. But this one is going to be mainly all about recruiting. And to get right back into it, Malik Bryant is the second-ranked linebacker in this class, and he announced that July 23rd he's going to pick his school. He's down to all those guys in the top five that I just listed, Notre Dame Tech, Arkansas, Georgia, Penn State. He's also got Alabama on his list. So this is the break that Alabama could be looking for as far as its its breakout. You know, It needs to sign a top player. This would be the guy that they go after. I think they've been committing really, really committed to recruiting him really hard. And honestly, if you're a linebacker, the SEC is more than likely where you're going to end up if you're not if you're not at Wisconsin. Let's be honest. The Big Ten is, especially with Wisconsin, known for commit, making those high-profile linebackers. Um, a couple outliers like Devin Lloyd from Utah and stuff like that. But as far as the the recruiting goes, and like um, Malik Bryant is definitely the one that I'm going to keep an eye on for July 23rd. And I know it's still you know it's, it's a while away. It's July, so there's going to be a lot of you know other balls that are going to drop. Here in a little bit that'll probably impact that that commitment for sure so keep an eye on that um i want to move into arch manning so it is reported that he is down to two schools one of them being texas and the other one being down to georgia obviously he's going to take he's taken two visits to texas and georgia which well, that's why a lot of people are speculating it's down to those two schools because he has not committed to scheduling any other places he's going to visit so that is huge if you're texas because you i mean you have quinn ewers right now you know that he's likely he's he's kind of unpredictable and we and i i have texas highlighted in my spring teams to kind of for the outlook later on so i'm going to dive fully into that but if you're arch manning i i don't think early playing time is a big deal for him i think if obviously especially if he's looking at texas and georgia both are set at quarterback for you know three plus years to come um, Arch Manning will obviously play sooner if he goes to Texas. Um, if he goes to Georgia, you know, he's got Gunnar Stockton there. He's got Brock Brandergriff there. He's um, Stetson Bennett's, you know, won't be there. This will be his last year. Um, but there's there's definitely a, a log jam at quarterback for those two schools. Um, so, yeah, it, but the fact that he's down to those two schools, and he, it's good for him. You know what I mean? I, I just hope that he's able to – he's really good at limiting distractions so far, which is very exciting if, if you're a – a fan of you know to either one of these schools so that's good to know he can handle the spotlight and he the kid has all the tools i mean he's basically like the trevor lawrence justin fields of of those classes back in i think it was like 2018 or 2019 when they committed um so yeah very he hasn't he hasn't picked a date yet i don't think he's gonna pick a date until like september or maybe even november um, it's going to, I, I fully expect him to early enroll, but I don't think he's actually going to hard commit until probably around September or, you know, between September and November, I think is a good time to, to kind of gauge that it definitely won't be in the summer. I mean, I know that he's mentioned that he kind of wants to get it done and over with. And when he commits, it's going to be, he's going to be that guy. Like other schools can do all they can to pitch him, but 
it'll be like you know that's why I think he's taking really taking his time he's making sure that he's going to these schools that he really likes tries to get a feel and the coaches are in his ear every single day especially someone as good as he is so that's really it for recruiting as far as like the wrap up for it um, the biggest news obviously is Lama Lieve picks Tennessee uh, I'm butchering that last name so <laughs> please hit me up in the comments on the Twitter Instagram um, on Facebook and let me know if how to actually pronounce it because I try to look it up and there's a bunch of different like synonyms for it and stuff and I'm just like okay not a fan so I'm gonna just call him Lama Lieve until I hear otherwise and I haven't heard it otherwise so moving on now from recruiting to um, the next, I guess you can possibly consider NFL recruiting, the NFL draft. So coming up, the latest news is, uh, I don't know if you guys have been around a TV that had any kind of sports center or any kind of sports on, but Malik Willis was the highlight for like the last three days on it because he made this incredible 70-yard throw that was called the teardrop throw. That's something you, you rarely see. And let's take a step back before. It was an amazing throw for me. I, I was like, oh, my God, that's it. That's that's insane but it was on air no pads on his pro day it was a scripted throw okay it's very exciting that he was able to do that but i'm still not on the malik willis i i took him off the board for me in the first round that throw put him back on the first round for other people and he's he's more than likely going to go top five let's be completely honest someone's going to trade up for him and they're going to take a chance i have him as a two and a half not two and a half, but I have him as a two to three year project. Um, I just think his his footwork still needs some work. His process and decision making still needs some work, and he needs NFL game reps. So whoever picks him, he's going to be the day one starter. Like I think it's a bad idea. I like to go with the approach of you get a veteran, you draft a rookie quarterback, you let that guy sit for a full year, you play him the last four or five games because you're likely out of the mix at that point. You get him some NFL experience, you get him some reps, you get him some, you know, put him in some situations where you know he's going to face a ton of adversity, um, and you see what he has, and then you do the same thing middle of the second year. You you let him slowly develop, and I think you're going to have, you know, a gem on your hands. That's why, honestly, it's with any quarterback in this class, I personally believe that there needs to be a veteran presence to help them learn how to be an NFL quarterback, because it's not easy at all, as we all see and know. This, this NFL offseason has been insane with the quarterback movement and stuff like that. So you can definitely tell that a lot of these guys are – a lot of these teams are quarterback thirsty hungry. Like they need a quarterback, and you cannot win in this league, and I'll say it again, you cannot win in the NFL without an elite quarterback or at least an average to above quarterback. It's just not going to happen. Um, if you look at all the last Super Bowl winners, if you look at all the guys in the playoffs – that have made deep runs, it's because of the elite quarterback that they have. So, yeah. But Malik Willis had one amazing, amazing throw. It was a seven-yard teardrop that I, I was like, oh, wow. Even I, I was like, good for him. you know. And I'm rooting for him. I really am. I'm not against any of these guys. Uh, I don't think anybody in the media is against any of these guys as well. Like They definitely think that um, if you have one bad thing to say about a player, you're totally against him. No, it's not the case at all, man. I, I'm... I'm rooting for him. I really am. I think that Malik Willis can can definitely do some things that a lot of people. He's gonna take. He's gonna take the league by storm. I think, and and he's gonna show flashes, which is what you want out of a rookie. You really do. Um, so yeah, moving on to Kenny Pickett. Okay, so I can't I can't stress enough. I do not care about hand size. 
And if you were an aspiring scout and that's what you're going off, you need to just fold up shop and give it up now. Like, stop. Because hand size isn't all there is to do or isn't all there is to write about. And the fact that he has the smallest hands, I don't care that he has the smallest hands. I care what his tape shows. His tape shows he's very accurate, he can deliver the ball on time, and he throws receivers open. Three big things that you want in a franchise quarterback. Is he, He's a two-year project for me as well. There's not one player that's going to come in that I have as like the most pro-ready prospect um, this class. Okay, So most of these guys, for me, are going to be two years, maybe even three years of developing. But the problem is a lot of teams aren't that patient anymore, and that's why I say the approach of get a vet, let him sit for a year, um, so everything I say has a, has a, there's a method to the madness for sure. Um, but Kenny Pickett, small hands, we need to, we just need to get rid of that because it's not going to deter, deter a, a team taking him in the first round. He's likely going to go in the first round. It just, it, it just depends on where, if he goes out of the top eight, then I think he goes to nine to Seattle. I really do. Um, Seattle has made that, they made that huge blockbuster move with Russell Wilson, um, getting the number nine overall pick Drew Locke. I don't know. I don't know if they firmly believe in Drew Locke at all. I think that, um, you know, I think that they're still kind of searching for that guy. And there's nothing wrong with bringing competition and bringing a rookie and letting Locke know, hey man, like just because we traded for you, uh, we actually really traded for the pick. We didn't. Tra- you were just a part of it. You know what I mean? So we really, really need you to step your game up. We like your arm, but we also want you to know that this isn't your job. And you can always move off of a quarterback in the first round. And you can't tell me that you don't get draft value back from them. Because Josh Rosen brought in a bunch of picks and he was atrocious. He's not even in the league anymore. Okay, so if you don't, if it doesn't work out, you can always move off of him. Versus someone who's been in the league for three years, it's harder to get you know get rid of them. You have to package them with a first round pick to get somebody else. Is what kind of the, that's where the NFL is kind of heading in that sense. But Pickett will be a first round pick. It's just a matter of who is gonna take the chance on him. Just like Corral. Corral I've seen going from anywhere from number 7 overall to number 6 overall, and then he falls to number 16 overall. So it really just depends. But I do believe that we're going to see three first-round quarterbacks taking in the in, in the first round of the of the, of the NFL draft. Um, I think it'll be Corral, Pickett, and Willis. Not in that order. Um, but I also move on to Trayvon Walker, who had one hell of a pro day, um, climbed into the first round, like for sure. Georgia, I think, is going to have four players that are picked in the first round. Don't be surprised if they're not. Um, George Pickens is the outlier. I think I've seen some mocks where he's picked, uh, you know, from 25 to 32. I've seen some mocks where he's in the second round. He's definitely a first-round talent. It's all depending on how teams want to value that receiver position and they want to value his knee. If he if his knee holds up and he passes those medicals that the team send him to and they're sending him to him. Every single team that is interviewing him has a team doctor with him, and they're looking at that knee. Um, it just depends on what they want to do. If he is taken the first round, then you'll see four Georgia players picked in the in the first round, which is really, really incredible because that's back-to-back years that they've had multiple first-round picks. And don't think that that doesn't affect recruiting for the for the Georgia Bulldogs or even Alabama. That's how you sustain recruiting in, at that level. You'd say, hey, I, if you want to go to the if you want to go to the NFL, I can get you there. I'll get you there in the first three rounds. That's a hell of a pitch to anybody because the goal is to make it to the league no matter who you are. So Trayvon Walker going to the top 10. I don't know if he goes in the top 10, but I know that his pro day made him look like a top 10 player. It made him look like a premier edge rusher that people really want. Also, don't count out Quay Walker and Nicobe Dean. So 
two very, very good players that are probably also in contention for going in the first round. I'm not saying top 10, but Jacoby Dean for sure is the top 10 player. Um, and then it leaves you to this. If, if you have three quarterbacks going in the first round, someone's going to fall. Is that going to be Thibodeau? Is that going to be Hamilton? Is that going to be Stingley? Is that going to be Devin Lloyd? I think it would be... And by fall, I mean, like, those are four players that are honestly... I have Hamilton as the second overall best player behind Aiden Hutchinson, who I have number one. The fact that Hamilton is not going to... Possibly not going to go in the top five, he's fall, that's a fall. That counts as a fall. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, you just wonder, can... Who's going to fall? Uh, it happens every single year. It makes you wonder... Um, you know, what teams are thinking, what I really, man, to be a fly on that wall, like no joke on any war room would be amazing because you get to see like, and hear from the scouts and the GMs of what they do. Um, and I really think it's intriguing. Um, but yeah, that kind of wraps up this episode. Like I said, this is going to be short and sweet. This is going to be all about recruiting. We, we highlighted that. I highlighted some the top five schools right now. I talked about Arch Manning. I talked about Lamia Leve, uh, going to Tennessee and I butchered the last name again. Um, but there's going to be things that are going to be ebbing and flowing. Um, I also talked about the NFL draft and the players that I've highlighted multiple times. And if you listen to the podcast, you know that I've highlighted a very high on a bunch of players um, that aren't necessarily first-round players. So I like to give you guys the like the analyst side of what, like, what I dive into for sure. Um, but yeah, next episode, I'm very excited because I am outlooking spring ball teams. So I've got a list of teams that I've I picked out and I said because a lot of it's because of new head coaching change. A lot of it is because of teams that I kind of very interested to see. Um, so yeah, that's going to be the next following episodes. I don't know how many I'm going to do of that. Probably like five or six because I really like a lot of these teams. And I hope that your, your favorite team is on this list that I cover. But once again, this has been, my name is Alan and this has been the fan section podcast. Thank you guys so much for taking time and listening. Um, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, let me know what you guys think in your comments. My name is Alan and I'm out.